0: What's up, Dialed fam? Happy Monday morning, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Dialed Health podcast. My name is Derek Teal. I'm the owner and operator of Dialed Health, which is strength training for cyclists. And I'm coming fresh off an Instagram Live workout that just went down 30 minutes of total body strength training for cyclists. It was awesome, energy's up. We're gonna start the episode by talking about that, along with the big ride I did this weekend. It was like 90 mile road ride, 8,000 feet of climbing, sick back roads. I won't ruin the details, but it was really fun and I want to talk about it. Uh, Also give you a little church takeaway I had because it changed my perspective on what's going on in the world right now. It's short, it's brief, but I think you'll appreciate uh, kind of the thought process there. Uh, After that, we'll get into the actual bulk of the episode, which is how to cook for tracking macros. If you follow Dialed Health or you're listening to the podcast regularly, you would know that I love tracking macros. I love tracking food. I believe that food tracking is the best quote unquote diet that you can do. And we'll start the conversation by telling you why, and then go into not only from what to buy and kind of how to approach your shopping, but all the way to the trips, tricks, (laughs) the trips, the tricks and tips of you cooking it and the real life process of what it means to weigh and measure and track your food so we'll go into that i think it'll be very helpful if it's something that you do currently or if you consider trying it because we'll talk about it real man i know it takes extra work but the benefits are bar none so does that make sense bar none i'm not sure (laughs) but i'm not going to re-record this intro because i've done it a couple times and the last one i got so frustrated i wanted to say something at dirty but I stopped myself. And what came out was fudge monkey. I said fudge monkey. And as a grown man sitting by himself, blurting out fudge monkey out of frustration just made me really question a lot. So we're not going to go through that again. Um, If you are enjoying the podcast, please uh, go to my Google, uh, Google dot health. Please leave me a google review that would be awesome for the growth of the website we are shifting from the podcast uh, focus as far as reviews goes to google so please go and do that thank you to everyone who's left a podcast review Uh, if you don't mind me asking for you to also do that at google i would really appreciate it Uh, but more so talk about uh, the programs online any workouts that you're getting from the online uh, content that i'm providing so with that without further ado Oh, yeah, I almost messed up. No, we're going to keep it rolling. Without further ado, let's jump into this thing. It's keeping up with the teals, a quick life update. And we're going to start by talking about the Instagram live workout. So this is not in the business update because it just went down and I'm feeling good from it, man. The endorphins are pumping. Basically, we did a 30-minute total body strength workout, and it should still be up on my Instagram under the story, the live portion. So if you click on my story bubble, at the bottom, you'll see a little tab that says story or live, and it'll be there for the next 24 hours. So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, uh, go check that out, and you'll get a great idea of a workout that's like the workouts programmed in my no equipment program on dialedhealth.com it's 30 minutes it's all on a timer and the structure that i did was slightly different the movements were slightly different but it's a very good taste of what you can get and just a nice balance between obviously total body strength training like we want but mobility core upper lower all of it I love it, man. And it was a lot of fun. People were sending me DMs that they did it with their wife. I had a guy say he did it with uh, his one-year-old son. (laughs) It's a pretty cute picture with him and his baby boy. And then there's a guy in a neck brace doing push-ups next to his Ducati motorcycle, which I was like, what a legend. (laughs) This dude is absolutely crushing it. And uh, so I think people enjoyed the free content. And the fact that there's more value beyond that made me stoked. So check out the workout if you enjoy it. Go try the no equipment program. If you are struggling right now to find equipment, uh, go check out the options on my website. Go check out my Instagram. Uh, there's a lot going on there that you can do from home. And my goal is to really help support you through this time because I'm a huge believer in using equipment and gyms. And you know I don't think there's one way to work out, but there are tools for the job. And if you're someone who can find themselves with those tools, uh, it can be very very helpful for the long term. So uh, we're gonna do what we can, man. Those programs, they're like two months long. And so if it goes longer than two months, we'll have to get really creative, but you'll be set for at least two months. Uh, And then we'll talk about what I'm actually really working on right now uh, at the end of the episode in the business update. Uh, So let's go into the quick church takeaway I had, because this kind of changed my outlook on what's going on. I'll be honest, I started getting pretty frustrated with the conversation around all the coronavirus and everything that's happening. The pandemic, the shutdown, the quarantine, all this, uh, stay at home, hashtag all this stuff, because it just started feeling so divisive. Like people were, it, it was reminding me, or it's been reminding me of the 2016 election, where all of a sudden people are making these very harsh, rash statements. And a lot of times it's based on limited knowledge and they're just quoting something that they read that they really don't understand. And then if you don't agree with them a hundred percent, you are not only wrong, you are an idiot, (laughs) an absolute idiot. And I hate you. (laughs) It's like the energy, you know, so I've been getting frustrated because, you know, I'm dealing with my situation. And of course, in my head, I'm just comparing it to what other people are dealing with, right? Some people worse, some people better. But the reality is, It's so relative and there's people feeling the effects of this in every situation. So whether it's economically, whether it is your health, you might've had a family member die from this. Like that's as bad as it gets. Uh, But regardless, people are all being impacted and making sacrifices. And, you know, even if it's someone who is super well off and they don't need to work and it's not, you know, tripping them out to not have income for the next, you know, foreseeable future, I guess, (laughs) then you know, you maybe the stuff that you love to do like all these events are being canceled like that sucks you know but really the reality is it's all relative and and be very careful to compare Uh, how you're suffering versus someone else's suffering because uh, it's just, you know, it's just not going to go over well, regardless. You're not going to change someone's mind by telling them that you have it worse or whatever. Uh, But also I would be compassionate for those that you do see have more obstacles. It's pretty obvious in some areas. Um, So I don't know. Was that contradicting? (laughs) I would just say be compassionate. (laughs) And it helped me, I guess, get rid of some of the, like, I don't want to say hate, but like some of the frustration around the conversation, it's been toned down a little bit for me now. So now it's really just about responding the best way I can, focusing on how I can put myself in the best position and not necessarily what other people are doing as much. Uh, it also made me feel confident about where what I'm willing to do and not to do, like my boundaries because there's also been people telling me all sorts of things. So uh, decide that for yourself. But I hope that helps you relax around the conversation of it. And just kind of brush it off your shoulder if someone's really biting hard at you. And so that's it. Uh, Oh, big ride, you guys. I did the longest road ride of my life, Um, and I'm just saying distance-wise because I've done some big mountain bike rides where obviously the distance isn't as long, but I've climbed like 11,000 feet. I've done lots of 10K days. Uh, This was 8,000 feet of climbing, but it was 90 miles, and I came home in the rain. I mean, come on now. Is that not epic? Uh, lots, of the, lots of new roads, even though I left from home. I went a direction. There's like a point where you get to this major highway and there's this thing called the Lake Loop. It's really local. Uh, I've been debating about it with a friend if it's overrated or not, but it's just it's a really great, huge loop around Folsom Lake, which is our local lake. It goes through canyons, lots of climbing. Um, so I'd say pretty heavy traffic. But that's the biggest downfall of it, in my opinion. There's a point, though, where you get to a highway and the lake loop makes you want to go left. Well, we went right. Going right opened up. It was like stepping into Narnia, dude. I had no idea all these roads were out here. We did this climb called Prospector, and I don't know, was it like a thousand feet or something? I didn't even look at the stats. It felt like a thousand feet. It was legit. And of course, my buddy that I was with, uh, both of them, decided to turn it on and just, we all basically maxed out up the climb so that was 40 miles in for me so it took another 10 to just recover and then we were climbing more and more and more and ended up doing one of the coolest descents i've ever done on the road bike it was such a cool descent that we looked at each other we're like i think that'd be a really sick gopro video it was narrow there was like these undulations that you were almost weightless over because they were so sharp and you ended up coming down to the river where there's like like gnarly uh it's like a gnarly rafting area so just really fun cool group of guys that are pushing me and I'm stoked. I've gotten, I'd say the biggest thing for me personally, I've, that's come out of these weird like travel schedules and all that is that I've gotten to ride and meet with more local pros, uh, than I have in the past because a lot of them are home and not racing and there's not these crazy schedule conflictions. So I also have more flexibility without doing sessions in person right now. So yeah, it's been really cool and, uh, go ride with someone that can crush you that's the biggest thing i'd recommend let the ego go if you know they're faster than you you know they're faster than you and just go sit on their wheel and let them pull you around and they'll probably be stoked to have someone that's willing to do it and get crushed and you're going to learn a lot from it because every time i ride with someone faster than me i learn a little bit and lately that's been on the road bike so pretty hyped man so that's it go pedal your bike my family's doing good. We're just adapting. Uh, my wife's going crazy cause she's not able to work at all. Uh, and she's been watching our son and she's just been a total super mom. Uh, in fact, she cooked me dinner with him in the front pack last night, uh, while he was screaming. So I was really impressed, very grateful for her. And we're going to be, we're going to be all good, man. I hope you're doing well. Let's jump into the bulk of the episode. We in the bulk of that episode, how to cook for tracking macros. So as promised, we got to start by talking about why should you track your food? Now, I'm a huge believer in food tracking ever since I started doing it like a year ago. This has been huge for my business. I think as a coach and being able to really guide people through Like, body manipulation is a weird way to say it, but that's kind of what it is. Whether you're trying to lose body fat, you're trying to gain muscle, if you're just trying to maintain, understanding your food that you're eating is... I mean, it is so so essential, but it's also empowering. I can't tell you the feeling of empowerment when you commit to food tracking that you get because if you really do it and you get the results you want, you realize how these subtle tweaks can change what's happening to your body. And it's like all of a sudden you just have control. You know, so many people are in this feeling where they just – don't know what to do, and they want to do anything they can to lose body fat, or to do this, or to do that, or gain muscle, whatever it may be. And that watching the struggle, and I've been there, is is so difficult, where you're just kind of unhappy with where you're at, and you want more, but you don't know what to do. So food tracking, very clearly, shows you what to do if you are willing to do the work and figure it out but the cool the coolest thing is once you figure it out you never look at food the same again I can't imagine that even 10 20 years down the road if I didn't food track for another day until then which that's not happening but if I didn't there's no way I couldn't have somewhat of an understanding of like the calories in this type of food or the protein that I need throughout the day or how little food I actually kind of need. You know, I personally have a tendency to way overeat. I have a huge appetite. I love to eat late at night. And I'm in the situation with a lot of people when you're trying to lose body fat, those are the hardest obstacles, you know, and it's also like, well, if I'm going to stick to this diet, there's all these limited foods, this and that. The thing about food tracking is you have the widest options of diet of of any diet. You can eat literally anything. There's like this kind of concept. It's called IIFYM. If it fits your macros and it's, it gets blown out of proportion. There's a lot of very young, like bodybuilders who do this and it's a way for them to eat pop tarts and still be shredded because the truth is when it comes down to like body fat loss, for example, you know, your carbs are kind of your carbs and you're not gonna be as healthy eating a low quality pop tart as you would sweet potatoes or white rice or something like that, or a potato, like whatever, some single ingredient healthy food, but you also, your body's gonna respond almost the same way. So will you be as healthy with these low quality foods? No. But you are going to do what you want in regards to manipulation. And that's just like the trippiest thing. And so you have to experience it. So as you're listening to this conversation, I would stay open-minded and think about what goal that you want to accomplish and then how you could apply this food tracking to that goal. For me, it was get my body fat down because I was at a point where I literally could not work out harder uh, consi- like all things considering life and whatever, you know, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. most days. I have a newborn son. I have a business. I have like all this stuff, these rides I'm doing, this and that. And I'm like, well, I can't really work less so I'm already working out six to seven days a week I'm doing big rides I'm doing like the consistencies there why am I still 15% body fat and it just I realized I was eating so much freaking food and I was eating a lot of healthy food I genuinely enjoy healthy food it's taken 10 plus years of adding in vegetables trying new things but like I love you know I'll eat I'll just tell you, before I got into tracking food, a very normal meal would have been three to four whole eggs cooked in butter on sprouted grain toast with like half an avocado and a banana, right? Delicious, nutritious, healthy, quality, nutrient-dense food, like so good for you, right? but dude, it was so high calorie. Oh my gosh. You can't get shredded when you're eating that. Like you could literally eat the healthiest food, but if you eat too much of it and the calories go too high, you're just not going to lose weight. I literally don't, there's no, there is no other way to say it. Seriously. The thing is most of the time, if you're controlling your fats and your carbs, it's very hard to overdo certain areas of food. And it's the reason why like keto works. Most people overdo carbs, you know. And even if you have a lot of fat, which by the way, there's a lot of people who do keto and don't lose weight and just screw up their metabolism. Because you can still overeat fat. The thing is, fat and protein, like protein's so dense and it fills up your stomach, it's very hard to like overeat protein to an extent that you're going to put on like body fat, or it's going to prevent you from losing body fat. If you're eating a lot of fats, you just get so satiated from it that it's easier to slow down on the fats, but then you enter in the carbs and yo, we all know how you can put down those carbs. And then you mix fat and carbs together, uh, AKA a potato chip, uh, AKA a donut. And guess what? it's endless man and then you start going back and forth like there's this thing called palate fatigue where if you eat one type of food let's just say like a very very sweet food and it just gets like you're kind of getting worn down you're each bite's not as good there's this thing it's your palate fatigue it's literally your body's just like getting over that crazy high sweet taste and then you introduce like salty thing Um, so I saw this initially on it was like man versus food where this dude's eating this literally (laughs) one foot high ice cream sundae and he gets like toward the end he's just burnt so burnt that he ordered extra salty extra crispy french fries at this diner and even though he was so full and disgusted once he ate those french fries it was like invigorating to have that crazy contrast on his palate and it allowed him to finish the rest of the ice cream which is crazy so Anyways, that's why like you start mixing macros together or you cut out a macro. It's kind of why you can have certain results. And when you know how your body responds to these macronutrients, even as far as energy goes, like you just you have the power, man. It, it goes back to that empowerment um, and it also helps fuel your ride. So now it's like, OK. I know that this is the amount of calories I burn every day. Um, I track my rides on Strava. It gives me a very rough estimate of the calories I'm burning. Here's how much food I should bring or here's how many calories I'm going to add to the day so that I maintain my deficit or that I maintain or that I stay in a surplus because I'm building muscle. There could be a number of ways to look at it, but the bottom line is you can make an educated choice because you know what the food in your hand is going to do to your body. and. Again, last minute decisions like I was on a road ride, this big road ride, and we stopped at a random gas station. I knew I was like, okay, I want a little hit of caffeine. I know I need some sugar. And I think I have enough food, maybe a little more sugar would be good. So and by sugar, I just mean quick source of carb. So I had a Red Bull and a couple of these little Mamba candies, and I was set until I had my protein cookie that was later in the day. Why did I have a protein cookie? I needed more food, and I knew at that point I need some muscle repair, I need some fats, and that cookie provided that as well. So um, again, educated decision. You are going to be uh, a lot less bonking in the in the future once you understand tracking macros. So I'm going to take a sip of water here and. We're gonna get into the shopping, okay? Elevator music, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so here is what you wanna do. So I convinced you, you wanna track your food, right? And now you're realizing, well, how do you do that? First, this first step, get an app like MyFitnessPal. The fact that people used to track food without a, an app, is, it blows my mind, but people used to do it. Also, make sure you have a food scale. Make sure that you have, uh, you know, cups and, excuse me, um, measuring cups, measuring spoons. I recommend getting very simple ones that aren't like, fancy that are very even to scoop and i say that because we have these weird porcelain ones that like look beautiful but they are so inefficient so get multiple pairs if you're using them all the time you might just like have a spot in your sink where you can leave them uh, and reuse them or whatever but i recommend a couple pairs of Uh, measuring spoons, measuring cups. You have your food scale. You could buy one at like Target uh, for like 20 bucks. Um, If you've been a drug dealer in the past, you could probably use the same scale uh, that you, you know, rolled up whatever on and and sold it to the uh, local junior hires. But uh, (laughs) not speaking from experience, I'm serious. Not a joke. Okay. (laughs) And so once you have the MyFitnessPal app, Uh, There's also, by the way, there's other apps. There's Lose It, there's, oh my gosh. A handful of them i just have chosen my fitness pal and that's what i know so i'll refer to that just because it's what i know i have no reason to switch it has like every food on the planet in here Um, and i like the way it it works so that's what i do i do pay for the premium because you know it's my job and i didn't want ads (laughs) so it also tells you more macro specifics when you pay for the premium it's like 50 bucks for the year so i if you're serious about it man i'd recommend it and again it's just investing. Like, it's more accountability. Like If you have to invest more money, then you better take it more seriously. And if you're not willing to and you have the money, maybe you're realizing I'm not that serious about it. So um, my Fitness Pal get the premium for extra macro stuff or uh, you know, if you want to not have ads. I don't work with them at all. I just like, am thankful for their product. Uh, so you have the app. You have multiple sets of the spoons and the cups. You also have your food scale. Now you're ready to go to the grocery store and buy some foods. So you have a few options. You have either single whole ingredient foods to buy, or you have packaged foods that have the nutrition labels there, like on it, because what you'll notice when you start tracking your food is that the hardest thing about it is prepared meals at home, like for a party or let's just say your wife or your mom or whoever, um, or your dad, I don't want to be, you know, sexist out here. <laughs> I was, wow. I almost dug myself a hole in that one, but let's just say they make lasagna. If you aren't very experienced with tracking, it's going to be so hard to eyeball it. It's going to be so hard. And if you haven't done months of tracking, there's no way you're going to make an accurate guess. And you're either going to go hungry or or you're, like, you're gonna just underdo it, or you're gonna overdo it. And so, and you don't wanna be interviewing, oh, did you cook that in butter, and did you do this, and did you do that? So sometimes, I'll be honest, it's easier to say no. And realize really how often those things happen. And again, if you're committed to this process, and say you wanna lose body fat, and get to a point of maintenance, you it may not be that long. Like, when people commit and go day in and day out, they are surprised with how much weight they can lose even I'm surprised. I'm like, dude, you know, you're in your fifties and you, I mean, I know what their workouts are. It's still very conservative and what they're losing with their, their food tracking because they don't miss a day blows my mind. And then you get to a point where you bring it to maintenance and now you can go to that once a week, let's just say a uh, social event where you can't really track the food cause you're not at a restaurant or whatever. You're fine. like, you can just eat it and it's not going to be a big deal. So that's the like the committed side you have to get to if you commit by the way just know there's gonna be things like this you have to say no to like when the last time i tracked my food and was committed the hardest thing for me was super bowl freaking sunday sitting on the couch just, you know, wanting alcohol so bad. I was also doing no dessert, no alcohol. Um, There's going to be weddings. There's going to be family events. There's going to be work events. There's going to be all these reasons that you say, I'll start in two weeks because of this. Don't do that. Do not do that. There's going to be something the following two weeks and the following two weeks and the following two weeks. And I, I don't care how important it is. I mean, is it your own wedding? Okay. Maybe that's a bad idea. But I'm just telling you, the more you give yourself, uh, the more leeway and the more exceptions that you make, the less successful you're going to be 100 percent of the time. Because when you start allowing that, then you say, uh, well, mm, I said I'd not have alcohol for a month and I'll just have like a little bit like tonight because of whatever. It's like, no, you got to cut that out. Prove to yourself that you can commit to it and this process will be so much easier. Okay, that's enough preaching. I'm sorry I keep selling it, but very passionate about this situation. You know, I, I hate seeing people struggle for stupid reasons and maybe they're not stupid reasons. Everyone has very, there's, it's crazy how deep it can go with food and just like psychology and all that stuff. It's very real, but I when I see people making the same mistakes and struggling, when I know that they're three months away from their success that they committed, oh, it's brutal to me. Uh, here we go. More elevator music. I'm taking a sip. (laughs) Okay. So now you're pumped up, you're motivated. (laughs) We're back. So those are the hard days that you're going to have to get through. It's real. You can do it. Now, when you go shop, you have whole ingredient foods, right? So when you look at, Foods that are whole ingredients, so we 're talking apples, carrots, chicken breast, rice, all these things that you buy, and it 's just one ingredient. You want to look at it with the intent of like how can I track this? so how can I track an apple? Well, if you go into your app, search gala apple, search honey crisp apple, uh, yes, you can weigh it, you can do that most of the time. you can just say this is a medium sized apple, okay, an apple is going to be anywhere from like 60 to 80 calories, uh, maybe a little more if it's a huge, uh, GMO crazy apple. Like I've gotten a couple recently that I kid you not, like this is borderline a bowling ball and, uh, it's like a pound or something. So, um, you know, be reasonable, but it brings me to a point of like, you have to be consistently inconsistent. So if you say, I'm going to track this apple, Uh, this size and I'm just gonna select the medium gala Apple you do that and you stick to it because the results will tell you if it's working or not and so it's like when you go to Chipotle, you're not always going to get the perfect scooped rice and chicken every time. Uh, it's a major win when they give you a little more and you go to the app and you type it in and you know, okay, they hooked it up on the rice on that one. And it's also very, pain, very painful when they give you a skimpy portion and you want to ask for more, but you don't. And then you finish your meal and you're hungry and you're like, if I would have just had, you know, 50 more grams of rice, I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> not even 50 more grams, shoot, 20 grams of rice but uh so yeah it balances out and be be consistently inconsistent and you'll get the results you want i promise so your single ingredient foods okay i can just select medium gala apple i can weigh my carrots i can weigh my chicken and so you you process it that way then you have these boxed foods these packaged foods Um, i don't live in a world where i don't eat any processed packaged food Um, i'm sure that you are in the same situation. I mean, props to you if that's not you, but the nice thing about packaged foods when it comes to tracking macros is that you can just scan the barcode and it'll pull up. And if it doesn't, a lot of times you can search it and find something very, very close. And so what you want to do is basically compare the serving size to the actual macro ingredients themselves. And you also want to, uh, I just, my mind went somewhere else. Hold on, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, Talking out, thinking out loud here. So (laughs) you just compare the macros and the the serving size and the calorie size. And if it all kind of lines up, then um, you're good to go. And you can just select that one. Again, consistently inconsistent. Now, where my mind just went was the the realization that I didn't say how to uh, find your basal metabolic rate, what that even means, how to know what your numbers are. What I would say is go to saladhealth.com go to journal you don't have to be a member to access this go to nutrition guidelines and it's going to give you a full rundown of how much protein you need how to find your basal metabolic rate uh, what that is all the calories the deficits what your goals are all that and it even gives you like a calculator and some links on there to make those decisions so by the time once you do that and understand it then you can walk into the store with an idea of um you know, well, if really it's gonna be the quantity of food you end up eating, but hopefully you'll steer clear of anything that you really don't feel like you can track. But yeah, so go to dialedhealth.com, journal, nutrition guidelines, get your numbers, and then excuse me, and then you can go to the store and you'll be confident. So go to the store, you got your box, you scan it. If it doesn't scan, you get something close, or you just say, Eh, too much work, I'm gonna grab another item. Totally possible. Um and so after that, you want to realize that, sorry, I'm looking at my notes here, you, you bring home these foods and let's just say we fast forward and you're eating it and all this and that and you're like, man, I am in a deficit right now and I wish I could follow up this beautiful turkey sandwich I just made in Tract and with a little something that's more satisfying and like some sugar. <laughs> well, if you had let's just say a vitamin water zero lemonade, uh electrolytes and like a sweet satisfying like flavor to top it off or maybe you want like a Zevia soda, stevia sweetened soda, zero calorie. Is this the highest quality thing that you could probably eat? Probably not. Um but does it help you stay track in the long run and make this process a lot more doable? Yes. So decide where you're at as far as artificials go in your own diet. I'll tell you that I'm speaking of this situation because that is literally my thought process a lot of times with these meals. I'm like, dude, I love that healthy food, but I'm going to finish this meal and I'm not going to feel completely full, to be honest. And if I had a little something to tie me over, like you know this uh, sparkling water or yeah, a vitamin water zero lemonade that has aspartame in it, but man, does it take the edge off and fills up my stomach a little bit more? You know, you're gonna have to decide for yourself, uh, and that's where you kind of look at that high quality versus low quality, uh, and then you compare it to high calorie versus low calorie. You know, sometimes this low calorie thing is also poor quality, but it's going to keep me on track. So how bad is it in the long run? Question you should ask yourself. I'm all for it here and there. Just don't get too carried away. Um, if you feel like you need something sweet after every meal, that's something you should probably break anyways. But, you know, having that post-dinner little sweet soda, that zero cal, man, it helps. It really, really does help. Um, or just recognizing that you're craving that is a, is a good thing to do in the... In, you know, I'm. I, I need some more water. Hang on. Let's get back to the notes here. So use the artificials wisely. Okay, um, in. I think once you decide what you're willing to do, you'll realize some shortcuts there are to this cooking process. So uh, let's just start with breakfast, for example. So you get eggs and then you track eggs and realize, wow, eggs have just as much fat in them as they do protein. I'm going to go way over on my fat if I have three eggs, but I want the amount of protein. Well, here's a few options. You get a zero calorie oil spray like Pam. Just to get the, you know, eggs not sticking. So you lose the butter, boom, you save some fat. And then you realize, well, I can actually just do a bunch of egg whites with one egg yolk or just pure egg whites. But, you know, one egg yolk, there truthfully is a lot of great nutrition in the yolk of an egg, a lot of healthy fat, um, a lot of positive things from the cholesterol you actually get from the egg yolk. But, you know, if I'm like, okay, I can just do one of those 70 calories and then do instead of two more 70 calorie whole eggs, I could do like six. Um, I could do like six egg whites, get way more protein for the same amount of total calories and keep my fats low for the day. That is a tweak, man. That's a pro tip right there. And those are the things you have to stop and think about because you have to look at it and be like, well, you know, what was so good about that? And what wasn't so you can make those tweaks. And I think that's when you'll decide, okay, shoot, man, you know, I'm not going to have uh, peanut butter. Um, but I can have a little avocado. And you start comparing these foods that have high macros in one category, and then you can make those like day decisions. Like for me, for instance, sometimes I'll go a little lower carb in the morning because I know I want more at night, or vice versa. Uh, Or I'll surround carbs around a workout, or I'll even give myself some room. (coughs) Excuse me. Of course, I'm choking up right now (coughs) on some oatmeal, as I'm saying carbs. I would, you know, you can prioritize foods that you really enjoy. I love putting sugar in my coffee sometimes. Like I'll have it black sometimes, and I'll have, I actually had both this morning. I started with a cup of black, and then I went to oat milk and cane sugar, It is so freaking good. I would rather have a smaller portion of my dinner carb that night, let's just say. I'd rather have a little less rice at my Chipotle (laughs) and make room for the sugar and the coffee because it's so good and satisfying. But now, like what I just talked about right there, that's moderation. It's what everyone talks about. Yes, in moderation, in moderation. Well, having a little bit of everything isn't freaking moderation (laughs) because it adds up to a lot of something. When you have... When you, 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 to moderate, you have to take away from one area to give it to another area. It's not just like adding, you know, all these things together. I mean, I guess you could ultimately skim them down. But the reality is it's probably going to be a give and take. So decide what's most important to you uh, when you're tracking your food that way. So then you have this nice new egg breakfast. Uh, It fits your macros way better. You realize, oh man, you know, I just made the switch from Dave's Killer Bread, Dave's Killer Thin sliced. Uh, Well, they're both sliced. (laughs) I just (laughs) put a lot of emphasis on sliced. They're both sliced, but one was thin and one wasn't. And I realized, oh my gosh, I can have, you know, pieces of the thin slice opposed to two pieces of the whole and i prefer that over just one slice it feels like more it helps it keeps the the macros where i want so do these experiments a little bit and i realized dude dry toast ain't that bad you know actually oh a little bit of butter on toast if i measure a teaspoon of butter can go a long way as far as flavor goes and so those are the yeah just more things that you'll have to try out and decide for yourself and then it's like okay how long can i wait in the morning to eat You know, what's my food timing? Um, It doesn't have to be science based, but it can just be off your own feeling of like, well, if I have to stay under these calories because I'm in a deficit and I'm not very hungry in the morning normally, maybe I can just push my meal farther out. So you could do official intermittent fasting, but you could also like I usually wait two hours or so, maybe three before I eat after waking. It depends how early I wake up. But it just helps me push the calories back a little bit more, and those couple of hours can be an advantage because, again, you're trying to make sure that at late at night you're not just binging. So you push back your meal, you find your timing, you start adjusting and tweaking the macros, and then you're like, Okay, I want to use, let's just say, something like peanut butter, but I have to scoop it out of a jar, and that's when it's not okay i can't just throw it on the scale i can't just type in one egg or scoop with my like teaspoon out or i could but it's like by the time i get the peanut butter to the oatmeal like i wanted i have the amount in the oatmeal that i wanted but now there's a little bit left on the spoon because it's so sticky like there's a lot of scoopy things that that are like this here is a freaking pro tip that i learned not too long ago i wish i knew it longer but What you would do for that instance because you want to be able to clean that spoon right you don't want to put it in the dishwasher with peanut butter on it oh my gosh that's like that is just a disgrace it's sad too like the (laughs) the um discipline it takes to leave that peanut butter on the spoon when you know you shouldn't have it is is too much too taxing not worth it so what you would want to do in that case is put the peanut butter on the scale you want to tear it which just means zeroing it out and then as you scoop Every single thing you pull out of there is going to drop the number to a negative. So, you know, typical serving of peanut butter is like 32 grams. That'd be like two tablespoons. Um, I'm not a psychopath, so I usually just do half. (laughs) If you're getting by with two tablespoons of peanut butter in a deficit, yo, tell me how the heck you're doing that. But uh, (laughs) actually, I'll eat two tablespoons now. Your boy's in maintenance. But basically, I want it 16 grams, let's just say, out of the peanut butter. So I scoop out until it says negative 16. And then I know every single thing I took out of there, I can eat. So I put the peanut butter in my oatmeal or on my bread or whatever it is. And then I get to lick that spoon fricking clean boy. And I don't have to worry about it. So it's nice because you pull everything out and you're like every single thing I pulled out, I know that I can eat. It's the most accurate way to do it. And it's like a nice peace of mind. So that's like a little trick for when you're scooping things like that. So now you know, you're like, okay, I can scan the barcode of something be, uh, you know, when you do that, be very careful that your portion size, uh, or your amount of portions is matching and lining up. You know, it's very deceiving, even in single package food items, how it can say two portions when you're like, well, there's not even a reseal on this, but make sure the portions line up. Don't screw yourself by doing half a portion when you ate an actual full portion, excuse me, by doing one when you actually ate two or more. So you have your barcode foods you can scan you're kind of learning little tricks, how to tweak, how to mod. You have your cool scooping method. You can find more foods through the app. You're realizing, okay, cool. I can pick medium apple. I can, um, measure that bell pepper. I can just dice it up and do half a cup. Oh, I can do half a cup of blueberries. Um, I can do a quarter of an avocado. Um, again, consistently inconsistent. We're getting close enough and you're staying on point. Now, What you realize as you start cooking more elaborate meals is that you use, you have to use oils and sprays and things like that, right? So here's what I'd recommend. You know, when I cook dinner, a lot of the times I want to separate, this is like a habit we've gotten into that we really enjoy. Uh, You'll just separate the three main macronutrients, excuse me, separate two macronutrients, and then you let the oils and the fats coming from your protein count as the fat's for your total macros so that means my plate would be divvied up between carbs protein and vegetables now it's not carbs protein and fat because i'm getting fat in the oil that cooked in the vegetables or just through the lean protein itself because a lot of times you know you do beef or something like even if you just do ground beef we're talking like 93 7 um so keep that in mind. There's fat in a lot of things and you got to be careful about that. So then it's like, okay, so I cooked, let's just say green beans for the whole family in olive oil. Now here is the best way to track that. You would be like, okay, realistically I need a tablespoon of green, of olive oil to put on these green beans to make sure they don't stick to the pan. They get all tasty the way you want. Well, you put them on, let's just say four servings of green beans that you're going to split up to the four people in your family. All you have to do is go to your tablespoon of olive oil. Excuse me, I need another sip of water here. So you go and you get your tablespoon of olive oil, you measure it, you pour it on, okay? And then you even lick that spoon clean, go for it. But when you go and track your green beans in your app, you can just put in like a quarter of a tablespoon, It's fine you can divvy up the like do the half portion quarter portion third eighth Um, it gives you options so just don't forget it because it's going to add up especially with oils because like literally the smallest amount of oil is such a freakish high amount of calories it will shock you and it will also make you realize oh my gosh that salad i usually eat is actually 900 calories i can't lose weight on that is it healthy sure but it's not gonna help me lose weight And it's partly because the oil, it's because the almonds, because the cranberries, this and that. So, and the walnuts or whatever. So track your oils that way when you're cooking, you know, we put butter in our rice. Usually when we cook white rice, which we have all the time, it's like my favorite carb. So you know when we put in a tablespoon of butter and i eat half of whatever we cooked up with the rice um i just try and like eyeball it that way and you have to just be honest about it it'll work if you're honest with yourself now then you have uh let's just say ground beef and it's 937 very easy to track when you cook it, you put it in your bowl that's on the scale after it's been uh, teared, and then you can do your six ounces, your eight ounces, whatever you need. So then you have the actual, oh, and then rice, self explanatory. You can measure through grams or you can just keep it simple and do measuring cups. I actually opted for measuring cups uh, mostly because it just seemed easier. There's been times where I kind of wish I would have done grams, uh, and I'm starting to do more and more on the scale because you can get, get more precise, but again, you know, don't make it a heaping scoop. Don't pack that rice in the cup scooper. Once you're taking it out of the the pan, uh, just, you know, do it the same way each time don't milk it and you'll be fine. Uh, but then there's the question, like, do I track everything? Even if it's super, super low calorie. So we're talking like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, low carb drinks that are five, 10, 15, 20 calories total. Um, for the, it's, I think if it's more than 10 calories, you should track it. However, it can be difficult to track like the amount of greens you use for your salad or the amount of green beans you had. And I wouldn't sweat those too much. I'll be honest. I mean, what you could do like uh, Brussels sprouts, for example, have, the surprising amount of protein. So like the calories will add up on Brussels. And what I like to do is stuff my face with vegetables to try and get nice and full because it's a high volume food that can stay low calorie. But you know what, if you eat five cups of Brussels sprouts, it's going to be like, like uh, I was in 90 calories. I can't think off the top of my head, but it's going to be significant enough to where you'd want to track, um, a huge salad, man. I wouldn't really wouldn't worry about it. Just try and look at it from a lens of questioning everything. Like, okay, so I, maybe you just track it once and you're like, okay, I know that I could eat five cups of the spinach and it's going to be 20 calories, whatever. Um, or you just know anything that's green, I don't track. And again, that's the consistently inconsistent, but there's things like bell pepper that are borderline fruit in regards to how much sugar is in them and carbs. Um, so keep track of those and you know, you'd have a red or excuse me, a green bell pepper. That's just, uh, you know, super high in carbs. So careful with that. And, um, I think that's a good overview because once you start building out your meals based on carbs, fat, excuse me, carbs, veggies, and protein, then you have a lot of control over your, your diet. And then the amount of each one, like, especially if that's dinner, we've gotten in the habit of making bowls because dude, I can make rice and then, uh, Brussels sprouts and and ground beef. And if I'm kind of like, I've been high on carbs that day, I just do less rice or no rice. And then if I need more protein, I can do, you know, obviously more protein or vice versa. If I've had a ton of protein and not a ton of carb, I can up my rice if I want. And it's very easily manipulated. So then let's just say you you measure out your bowl, you get your three types of food in there. And now I have this beautiful white rice, Brussels sprout, uh, you know, ground beef bowl, or I have green beans, potatoes and ground turkey or just grilled chicken breast on a plate, whatever. Oh, uh, I love it. Well, now you might want to add some more to it. You might want to, if you have this bowl I'm talking about, which I make at least two days a week, uh, we're going to put some teriyaki sauce on it. So just set the whole bowl on the scale and then you know re-tear it, go to grams, and then measure that teriyaki sauce and track the portion serving. Scan that barcode. Make sure you're not you know cheating. Uh, try and get it to the exact gram. If you're regularly putting it over I mean, I don't know, it's like a mental thing. It's like trust yourself more by doing it right. <laughs> okay? So don't if it says seventeen grams of this teriyaki sauce for twenty five calories like mine does, then stick to seventeen grams, okay? That's it. Done deal. Spread it out. Add some water. Thin it out. Do what you gotta do. You know, you put your sesame seeds on, you put your crushed red pepper. Um, you know, obviously spices don't have calories. Uh things like mustard don't have calories, so you know, your palate might adapt to those things because you realize, oh man, I can eat, I can get more flavor from this without adding uh, any calories in my day. Um, And then basically we go to dessert. Lots of options out there, man. Uh, Drinks, you know, okay, here's a trippy one. We'll talk about this briefly and I'll wrap it up. Alcohol is some, some consider it as a fourth macronutrient I'm not even sure what people are saying these days anymore. What you'll realize is if you enter in alcohol on a lot of these food tracking apps, it will d- deduct your calories, but it will not deduct your carbs. It's not like perfectly uh, symmetrical on a lot of apps because they might consider it a fourth macronutrient, uh, because it's not technically like a carb, but most people sub out their carbs for alcohol. So consider that, make sure if you're tracking your macros, you're very aware of that. If you're tracking total calories, it might look weird for your macros, but if you're, if you're just more focused on calories, then you you won't have a problem with it. Um, also just measure your wine, measure your shots, measure your beer, whatever it, whatever you want to do. And I would recommend replacing, carbs with alcohol. If that's something that you want to fit in while you're in a deficit or you're just tracking in general. And then as far as dessert goes, man, I'm a huge dessert guy. I love it. I recently did seven weeks without it just to make sure I wasn't too addicted and I can control it and I can, but the truth is I love, you know, having that late night after dinner, sweet, whatever. And sometimes it's just been a bowl of, apples with some blueberries and a little honey and some cinnamon and it's great and like it gets me by sometimes it's a low calorie ice cream where you eat the whole pint and it's like 350 calories or maybe i do have some really good chocolate and it's a low calorie or what i really like to do i'll be honest i like to and this is you cannot do this if you're in a deficit and you have some like hard timeline again I just did seven weeks of this no dessert no alcohol and tracking so when I what I like to do is really earn like a quality cheat like dessert. So, I mean, I, I typically prefer healthy meals. I really do like the way it feels in my body. Like I, it's rare for me to really crave heavy food. Um, you know, I, I do eat wings, I eat burgers and pizza and all that. But like, usually even when I eat pizza, I like make a very healthy pizza, like very light cheese, lots of protein, lots of veggies. And then, you know, I just, it's rare that I'm like, yo, let's grub on some heavy, heavy fried food. Uh, I I do love chicken and waffles though. And I love fried chicken. Anyways, it's not typically what I have. What I want is to eat super clean and feel like I earned that blowout dessert and then just go get like, I don't know, five donuts or something. And it kind of, I kind of will eat. I'm still getting, I'm, I'm better and better. My body's not allowing this as much, but like I'll just eat up until that point where my stomach almost feels a little sick and then I gotta stop. I'm getting better at shutting that down and I'm not like encouraging, I'm just being honest. That's kind of what I do. And the truth is like if you time it with riding and stuff like that, like dude, I did 90 miles the other day. I can, I burned 4,000 calories on my ride. So my BMR is around 1700. So we're talking, you know, plus daily activity. (laughs) Say I'm not, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to eat 6,000 calories that day. I'm good. I can go eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's and probably some other stuff and drink and I'm going to be fine. So you can time it that way. I think that's the beauty of bike riding honestly is that it really allows us to stay lean and eat these like foods um you know if you want to go get a stack of big pancakes or something i did that recently it was incredible um and i had this like kind of fasted ride i did on the trainer for 90 minutes before and i was like this is let's go man it's perfect uh, so the satisfaction when you feel like you earned it and again you if you're tracking you just stay within your boundaries um so you guys that's uh man that's a lot I don't even know how long I was just talking for 40 minutes. That's basically all that I got. I hope that's very helpful for you. Like I said, food tracking is very, very empowering. And I really encourage you to give yourself two solid weeks, no exceptions, get it done a month. Do the dialed health shred challenge. You can find that in the journals on my website. It's about to wrap up for the initial launch of it. Um, yes, the control over your food, will literally allow you to do other things in your life that you really didn't think were possible. And I'm speaking from experience. The discipline and the, the trust you'll build with yourself through the process if you commit is invaluable. So do it. Let me know if you have questions. You can reach out through dialedhealth.com. Send me an email to dialedhealth at gmail.com. Um, you also, the website will link you to an email that you could just leave me a message and I'll get back to you there. Or uh, go to my Instagram, DM me at dialedhealth, and I'd love to help you through the process. Obviously, you can tell I'm passionate about it. And uh, yeah, man, I want people to kill it. I, I really do. I want people to know what their potential is. And just to feel like they are the person that that they're at their best. I really, I want people to feel like they're at their best at any given time, um, for that moment, you know? And so give it to yourself guys. Uh, let's get into a quick little business wrap down. I'm going to stand up and shake it out. I just, I wore myself out with all that instruction (laughs) and we'll get to the business, uh, info before we wrap it up. we talking business. You guys, I'm guessing if you made it this long that you are invested in Dialed Health. And I really want to thank you for that and let you know what's going on behind the scenes. So obviously, I'm responding and doing my best to adapt to what's going on with all these coronavirus whatever, the shiitake. Uh, there's so many things that are changing and uncertain that it has, it has been hard to make decisions in the business. But... The coolest thing that it's turned my attention to and really opened up the door for time on is the new website creation. So let me give you a quick little overview of what's going on. This is all behind the scenes too, because you're really not going to see a lot of it until it's going to launch. And I don't have a timeline yet, uh, but we are in the process. Like we officially, I signed the papers and we're getting to work. So The goal was to get dialedhealth.com where it's currently at, just cleaned up, make sure that the, the copy, like the word, words on the site weren't misleading. There are a few things that I feel like kind of said that there is more than there was because the reality is there are a bunch of program options. So there's eight different programs right now, plus three single workouts you can download, but eight uh, workouts that you have access to. It's like two years of strength training, all varied for discipline, how much like, you know, uh, weight access you have to gym access. Like there's the no equipment stuff we talked about. So there's a ton of options at a very low cost. You know, it's $20 or less a month. Um, it's like 1750 if you do the the annual membership. So, i 'm really I'm really proud of what the product is and the quality of everything there, but it's simple man you log in, you do your program that's it you let me know if you have questions, you follow along with the content and stay engaged but that's about it right so what we're realizing is oh shoot, you know if we really want to give the people what they're asking for, we need to do an app and so we talked about the app, but it's in the process right now, so i'm going through and basically deciding everything that I'd want on it. Uh, but man, it's going to be so freaking sick as far as engagement goes. And just for you to have like as far as part as your daily ritual to go to your app to see what your training is that day, whether it's your strength training, whether you're wondering what ride you're doing because we're going to have a calendar you can sync. We're going to have so many details and interactive features. Like this forum is going to be a blast. I can't wait to be talking to you guys on the forum. And so we're just like it's fun creating it like all the nutrition content especially after an episode like today i would love to be able to say hey go to the nutrition portion of the website and get 20 recipes and all this other information yada yada because it's just it's not there yet but it's going to happen it's all going to be original content and it's all going to be dialed health man so stay tuned for that I'll be honest the biggest help that you could do with the creation of this would be to get a membership to my website. The reason I say that is because here's the reality. Right now I'm able to work on my online business 100% of the time. What I've done in the last week and a half to two weeks however long it's been has been so impactful compared to the last let's just say. Uh, year, Like when we look at how much I've gotten done in these couple of weeks online, it's mind-blowing to me. So the truth is when I do sessions in person, I just don't have that amount of time. And I want to take advantage of that because I'm going to do everything I can now. But I'm also I need to open up my business in person because that's the majority of my income still. You know, we have almost 200 members on dialedhealth.com. And really, until I get to 500 members, I'm not going to be able to like limit the amount of sessions that I do in person. So, I mean, that's just the honest truth. And I would love to have you, uh, supporting dialed health that way. And also using the programs and getting the real benefit from it. (laughs) I mean, really like I want you to have the results and I hate to even directly ask for that, but I'm just being very real. Uh, if you're enjoying the content, that's the biggest thing that you could do, uh, and spread the word, man, because it's not that many people. And that's just the beginning. You guys, we can literally have Like thousands of people. I mean, I want to say tens of thousands. It's realistic. Uh, It's a very niche market. You know, this could be a very... It it could be a a big business, but not like a really big business. Um, I understand that. But... We can do a lot of things, and what I really just need is more time to do it because I love training people in person. I don't think that's going anywhere, but the hours that I'm putting in doing that can be limited and prioritized for this, uh, which I think will benefit you a lot if you're not local, if you're not training with me in person. So uh, please consider that, and thanks for just hearing the recap, man. That's the biggest thing that's on my mind, and uh, I hope it doesn't sound corny. I hope it doesn't sound like uh, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like desperate or like I, I, you know, whatever. Um, that's just the honest truth, man. That's what I'm working toward. I know it's a possibility and I'm genuinely as difficult as this couple of weeks has been. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to to see what I can do, um, with a hundred percent focus on the online. So I hope you're going to, I know you're going to reap the benefits of it and, uh, just stay patient with me for this thing to be developed. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to be doing as much as I can day to day to be pumping out content, uh, and to kind of promote stuff and different partnerships and yada, yada, yada. So anyways, that's what's up with dialed health. Uh, still navigating all this stuff. We'll see we'll see what happens this month, man. I mean, April is going to be wild. Like if anything, it's going to be wild. Um, also blessings to you and your family. Uh, if you need prayer, shoot out. I'd love to, uh, encourage you, talk to you. Uh, because like I said, everyone's going through it and then I have a lot of support behind me. And if you don't, then, you know, I want to be that guy for you. So just reach out. I'd love to help out. Uh, and now with that being said, you guys start moving forward and discover your path. I will see you next Monday.